Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the KC The Movies Podcast for January 12, 2019. Hope you've had a great week. Hope you uh, enjoyed what uh, I had to offer in the uh, top 10 of 2018. And, uh, you know, if you agreed with those or if you didn't, that's fine. Uh, but I hope you at least were entertained by what I had there. Uh, also for my uh, top five worst as well. But uh, we can't really start the new year off with... I know I said i do a bonus episode for Bandersnatch, which is that's going to happen as well. Um, but we can't really start the new year off without talking about uh, most anticipated films 2019. So I thought it wasn't right to really delve into anything else really because we have Glass coming out next week, which we'll probably do an episode on. But um, it didn't feel right to do to start the new year off... Um, after the best podcast, with some most anticipated for 2019, so that is exactly what this podcast is going to be, and fun fact, this episode is the 50th episode of the KC The Movies podcast, so it's a bit of a milestone, uh, not drinking, because I have to drive later, uh, not doing anything else, i just got a nice glass of water next to me, but um, yeah, so... For anyone who's been listening for this whole time, ever since the beginning, thank you so much for listening. And I really appreciate the uh, love and support from um, you guys, especially my friends out there who are supporting me doing this. So uh, let's... I mean, without further ado, since it's very fucking hot out in the back room here... um, Again, I have to do it in the back room because it really is the quietest room in the house. The air conditioning is a bit loud. You can hear it on the microphone. And uh, if you're wondering about what my second microphone is doing, just still trying to set that up, trying to get that um, uh, fixed. And there's nothing wrong with it. I just need to uh, fix the uh, sound settings in, in, on it and uh, make it sound better. But um, so at the moment, sticking with my still sticking with my um, primary one, and uh, I'll let you know if anything else happens there. Throughout the week. Alright, so so this episode might be a little too, little short. It might be your your uh, normal hour or hour and a half. But um since we're only talking about I mean really only talking about ten movies and a couple of quite a quite a few honorable mentions, not not uh, not too much, but not also not too small as well. So I'm gonna start off with my honorable mentions and then I'll get into my top ten for 2019. And uh Listen along with me if you like. So, uh, for honorable mentions, now this is going to, you know, people are going to have, obviously going to have different lists. I'm probably going to get a few, like, a few comments about one of this film being honorable mentions, but my first honorable mention is uh, Toy Story 4. Uh, I didn't think we really needed a Toy Story 4. Uh, I was fine with the trilogy. It was, like, one of the best animated trilogies uh, I've ever seen. And uh, number three was like such a fantastic movie that I just didn't think we needed a follow-up to it. Well, we we the toys get. I mean, spoilers you haven't seen the end of Toy Story three, you know, but tough shit if you haven't. Um, the toys get given to a new uh, owner, and uh, Andy goes to college. So I I don't really I don't know what they're gonna do with Toy Story four. Uh, at the moment, we don't really have any details. We, we've got two trailers. We have the Spoon trailer, which was a bit weird. And then we had the Duck and the Rabbit trailer, which I did like because it was Cam Peel. 
Um, but again, don't know too much about it. Uh, it's not. It's not. That's not really, really why it's my antici- most anticipated. Because I wasn't really anticipating it ever. Really, I didn't think they needed me another one. But there is another one. So, yeah. Um, this is a little weird one for me. Uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Uh, never thought this movie would be made. Uh, but we got the game. I think last year. And um, even though I got quite mixed reviews, but you know, it sold a f- sold a few copies. So, um. But what's got me on board here is not the, like, I'm okay with, uh, hang on a second, bloody fucking phone is not on silent. Um, you know, I I was okay with, um, Justice Smith, uh, what was that other film that he was in? He was really good, Uh, not, well, not really good, but he was good in, uh, I forget what movie that was, but I did like him in that particular movie, I can't think of the title, which is not really helping, isn't it? Uh, but Jurassic World, I couldn't stand him. Um, he just destroyed every bit of screen time he was on, and I just thought he was one of the worst characters I've ever seen last year. But he's in this movie, but we've also got Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu, as Detective Pikachu. Uh, you know, hashtag Pikapool's going around because we're, you know, he's, it's, we're getting a bit of a Deadpool vibe without the swear words. A um, bit of snarkiness to Pikachu, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I like I like detective stories, I like noir stories, and I do like Pokemon. So, um, be interesting to see what happens there, um, and be really cool. I, I'm I'm at least intrigued to see what happens with this film, and that's why it's in my own permissions. Uh, next one's Godzilla, King of Monsters. Um, again, it's not in my top ten because it's just I'm not that excited for it, but. The trailer looks really good. The second trailer is even better, and uh, you've got Godzilla fighting the monster. You got uh, you know his his enemies that he's he's fought over the years. You've got uh, King Godzilla, uh, Mothra, Rodan, and then you've got the big fight in 2020 that we'll get with uh, the big boy from uh, Skull Island. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, we've got a good cast here as well. You've got Millie Bobby Brown. You have Vera Farmiga, um, Ken Watanabe, and it, it's just it's just looking it's looking really good. We didn't get too much. I mean, Godzilla's two thousand. I think it's two thousand fourteen's Godzilla. I, I, I it was okay. I didn't. Uh, I think I liked King Kong more, even though the characters are quite insufferable. Um, but. I think uh, I'll probably. I'm still gonna go see it definitely because it, it definitely see it. Like you want to have one of those nights where you just you know watch some fucking monsters fight each other, shove some, shove some popcorn in your mouth, have a good time. So definitely go go see it. Um, but it's again, it's not. I'm not too crazy for it. Uh, next up is Brightburn. Uh, this is not sure who it's directed by, but it's produced by G- James Gunn. I saw the trailer recently for it. So you've got Elizabeth Banks. It was, uh, it's, it's mother, and it's apparently, it's, the uh, the concept is if Superman landed in, uh, you know, the Clark, uh, the Kent's household, and then, um, was evil instead of good, and it, it looks, look, looks like this movie's been pitched as a, a supernatural horror, so that sounds interesting, and it's, uh, again, interesting to see Superman in a evil light, um, not like you have, uh, uh, what is it? The um, 
think it's just evil Superman, is it? <laughs> but this doesn't look like an evil Superman taking over the world. This looks like an actual like uh, horror film that um, you know this this entity is terrorizing people instead of helping them. Um, so, and it's produced by James Gunn, and I haven't heard much of him since his unfortunate firing from Disney. Um, yes, I do say unfortunate. So uh, I'm I'm intrigued to see what he does here and and what the director does. Again, not sure not sure what the director's name is. So I can probably get it up actually. Darren David Yaron Yaravesky. Yeah, I haven't heard of this dude. What has he done? Yeah, he's 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 an act. He's been acting as well. I don't know. He directed a few things. He was <laughs> okay. It looks like he's worked with James Gunn, so I think he yeah works closely to James Gunn. So it looks like James Gunn trusts him with the uh, with the source material here. So that yeah, again, not looking forward to it too much, but see, uh, intrigued to see what happens with it. Uh, after that, Lego Movie Two, the second part, really loved the Lego Movie, one of my one of my favorite animated films. Uh, we got Chris Pratt back. He got Elizabeth Banks back. Uh, the story again. I, I don't I don't know if we needed the second one, but I'm just you know I'm just. I'm just I'm happy to see what what it would do. I mean, we like the first one, so I, and we have. I'm pretty sure we have uh, Lord Miller back on for it. Um, I'm pretty sure. At least, well, at least producing. At least, I think. At least producing. I think we have a different director, but we have it. I think we have it. I'm uh, Michelle Morgan. What about a crew? Okay, yes. Lord and Miller have worked on the screenplay. Which is good. And we have them as producers as well. So, it could go up away. We could get another Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse type of film. Even though, that's that's what really Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse kind of reminded me of the Lego movie. Especially with Lord and Miller's humour. Um, but just how exciting it was. Um, just, like, I wasn't expecting any, anything much from it. I was intrigued. And I was just... I was... Uh, didn't put my expectations too high, but I just wanted that. Really wanted to. I was excited to see what the animation, what kind of animation, uh, the effect the animation would have on me, and uh, what they would do with Miles Morales as a character. And, and boy, yeah, that, that's you know it was in my impressions of last year, so that's why. Um, so hopefully, the Lego Movie Two has that same impact on me. But again, uh, yeah, I don't. Didn't think we needed another one, but here we are. Um, right. Next, next one I mentioned is Chaos Walking. Um, it's Doug Liman's new film. It's got Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley, Cynthia Erivo, who I loved from uh, um, Bad Times of the Ill Royale. She's also really good in Widows as well. But again, Doug Liman, who you know pretty much um, birthed the Bourne franchise, and uh, he's done some really good films like he's done Age of Tomorrow. Uh, he's done, uh, he did, what was his last film? I think it was American Made, I think, his last film. 
Yeah, American Made. I really liked that movie. Um, he did American Made. Uh, I mean, Jumpers. I mean, hit and miss, really. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mrs. Smith. You know, you know who Doug Liman is. Uh, I'm just interested to see what he does here. Uh, the plot says a dystopian world where there are no women and all living creatures can hear each other's thoughts in a stream of images, words, and sounds called noise. So, uh, very uh, titillating plotline there, and plus you had a good cast too. You have Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley, Symphony Reaver, Mads Mikkelsen, who I love, uh, David Oliello, Nick Jonas, I mean, I'm not really phased about him, um, but I think your main cast here is looking pretty solid, and um, screenplay written by Charlie Kaufman, who uh, wrote uh, and directed, I believe, I think he directed that too, didn't he? Uh, Endless Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Eternal Sunshine, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That was Michelle Gondry. Sorry, Michelle. But yeah, and I know that Charlie Kaufman was involved in that. Was, I think he just wrote it. Yeah, he did. He just wrote it. So, you know, little good little team up here and a solid cast. So, um, keen to see what happens there. Uh, moving on, we have The Beach Bum, which is Harmony Corinne's new film. Her last one was Spring Breakers, that which was a unusually pleasing movie for me. <laughs> um, it was like, I, you know, I could see the bad aspects of it, but also I really loved it, loved it at the same time. Um, you've got, and this is why uh, fucking uh, Zac Efron had that weird haircut. And I was like, what the fuck's going on with that haircut? And it's because of this new Harmony Corinne film. Uh, the Beach Bum has also got Matthew McConaughey in it as well. And the plot, plot is just re literally just a rebellious stoner named Moondog lives life by his own rules. So it looks like we're going to get something along the lines of... Um, uh, Spring Breakers. Definitely get some, something along the lines of that. Maybe not as neon, maybe. But definitely like the same kind of kooky characters and... Um, behaviors of uh of the characters like really weird stuff like as we got with spring breakers like that i wasn't expecting where that was going and um you know you say what you want about spring breakers i just thought it was i just never seen anything like it and it was weird and i liked it and i never get spring break out of my head ever ever so uh beach bar that's why i'm mentioned Cold Pursuit is a remake of the other film of the, um, I think it was the 19... Oh, okay, I must be looking at something else. So, 2014 Norwegian film in order disappearance. So, it's a remake of a 2014 Norwegian film. And, uh, I saw the trailer. It looks pretty cool. Uh, Liam Neeson, I've, like, I'll be here for him. Uh, Emmy Rossum is just playing a, a person named Detective. Uh, you got Laura Dern in it as well. Um, yeah, looks like another action film. Hopefully it's not as bad as The Commuter was, but looks like another Liam Neeson action film, so I'm down for that. Uh, you've got The Mule. Now, that's already come out uh, in the US, but it hasn't really come out in Australia. So it comes out... On Australia Day here, the Mule, and um, just interested to see what happens there with uh, Clint Eastwood. 
It's directed by him, starring him. There's a few mixed reviews saying it's a bit racist and all that stuff, but uh, I'm still excited to see what happens. Excuse me. I just thought it's keen to see what happens. It's based on a true story as well. And um, I'll be going to see it on a, um, not Australia Day, but like when it comes out as well. I'll definitely go see that. And uh, another honorable mention as well before I get to my obvious honorable mentions. Um, Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> I never thought this movie would be made. Well, no one was really thinking it would be made because you know, without it, I mean, without Fast and Furious 8, you wouldn't have this. Uh, but this looks really, really just fun and goofy and, like, I'm all for it. Jason Statham fighting The Rock. Um, looks really... <laughs> I mean, it could get ridiculous, but I'm, 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 I'm here for it. And I'm here for the ridiculousness. Let's go. Bring it on. I'll, that prison fight in Fast and Furious 8 was, like, one of the best parts of it, anyway. And the camaraderie and the chemistry between those two guys. It was uh, very fun and entertaining to watch, I'll say that. And my two obvious ones, because like, you're probably thinking, well, where the fuck's Captain Marvel? Where the fuck's Spider-Man Far From Home? Well, here they are. My other one mentions are Captain Marvel and Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, Captain Marvel, of course, comes out March 1st, I believe. Um, look, I don't know much about Captain Marvel, but I love Brie Larson, and I, I'm trusting what Anna Burden and Ryan Fleck can do. And the, the trailers were okay. This last TV spot kind of trailer was really cool because you learnt more about um, who she is and like what's going on. Um, you've also got Samuel L. Jackson is there as a de-aged Nick Fury. Nick Fury, and you got Jude Law. Um, yeah, I've, I'm 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 pretty keen for it. I'm pretty keen for it. I'll definitely I'm definitely there in like the first couple of days. But um, it's only not mentioned because again, there's more movies here that I really want to see more than that. And um, my second one is uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. We haven't got a trailer yet. We're supposed to get a trailer. Well, rumoured to get a trailer. Um, a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago, after the Avengers Endgame trailer, and um, we didn't get it. But we have got a lot, we have got a lot of uh, still images. We know what the suit looks like. We know that MJ is going to be in it. Um, Zendaya's MJ is going to be in it. Um, and we also got Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. So. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keen to see what Hall does because, I mean, he's a fantastic actor and I love everything he's in, just about everything he's in. Um, and it'd be, it'd be cool to see his take on the, uh, classic Spider-Man villain. So those are my mentions. Let's dive into the top 10 now. These are the films I'm looking most forward to this year. And, um, so let's, let's talk about them. Number 10 is Knives Out. It's uh, written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Apparently he wrote it in the summer last year. And it's currently being made right now. It's The plot is completely unknown. It's a murder mystery whodunit kind of thing. And I'm all for that. I love murder mysteries. And I love the Ryan Johnson's previous films, Looper and Brick. Uh, didn't watch The Last Shadow because I'm not a Star Wars fan. Heard it was mixed anyway, so... Glad I didn't see it anyway, but um, again, I'm not a Star Wars fan, so I can't say much about it. But I've and really enjoyed the, this this director's last two movies, uh, Looper and Brick. You've got a good cast here. I mean, actually a great cast here. Ana de Armas, uh, one of my favorite up-and-comers. Chris Evans, Daniel Craig, Michael Shannon, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tony Collette, Christopher Blummer, Catherine Langford. 
Lakeith Stanfield, Ricky Lindham. I mean, what a great cast. I mean, if that cast doesn't get you at least interested, I mean, it kind of feels like it could do the thing that Murder on the Orient Express did, um, the Kenneth Branagh directed one. It kind of feels like it would, because you have like that cast, that kind of large cast of characters and like well-known cast. But I don't know, I got a feeling that Ryan Johnson can make something um, special here because I like, based off his last two films, I mean, uh, before The Last Jedi, um, I really enjoyed his work. And um, I'm, I can't wait to see what he does here with Knives Out. Again, I love Murder Mysteries. This cast is brilliant. Let's go. And I don't know when it's going to come out. Apparently it comes out in November. So, um, don't really know. Actually, on my birthday, 28th. Okay. That'd be a cool birthday present. Hope it doesn't disappoint. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Knives Out, that's number 10. Number nine is, um, I mean, I didn't think I'd be putting this on my list, but I think based on the kind of, um, the curiosity, I think, of the director, and obviously we have Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. It's, it's Joker, that's number nine. Um, again, I just love Joaquin Phoenix as an actor. Um, I'm really, really, really... Interested to see what he does here with the Joker. I've seen the test images. They look pretty good. I'm actually quite satisfied with them. You've got Todd Phillips here writing and directing. Um, his last film, War Dogs, I actually really enjoyed. So, um, even though he's director of... You know, everyone knows him as director of the Hangover series, but he, his last film, War Dogs, was actually... I actually really enjoyed it. So, um, I'm keen to see what he does here with, with uh, Joker. Not the Joker. It's, it's called the Joker. And it's rumored to come out in October 2019. So... Um, yeah, pretty, um, excited to see what Joaquin Phoenix does here. I mean, he's, he's just a transformative actor and, um, he really throws himself into the roles. So you, you can't be, you have to be the least bit curious to see what he does with, um, Joker here. Number eight is, uh, Craig, is S. Craig Zala's, Zayla Zala. I forget how he says his last name. I mean, I, I mean, I don't forget, but I'm like, I'm, I don't really know how to say his last name. I think it's Zala, Zayla. But anyway, it's Stride the Cross Concrete is number eight. Um, he, this director gave us um, Cell Block Brawl in, uh, Brawl in Cell Block 99 and uh, Bone Tomahawk. And um, I just love the, the, just the brutality of his films and the amount of just sheer violence that is just pretty much present in all his films, Bone Tomahawk especially, Cell Block 99, let's talk about that scene with Vince Vaughn. Uh, well, like the scene uh, where he, he stands on the guy's face, uh, that was just in, in, that was crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if I liked Bone Tomahawk better or Cell Block, May, I might have liked... I think I liked Bone Tomahawk better because, just because of Kurt Russell and Patrick Wilson. But, um... Again, really keen for this one. you got Jennifer Carpenter coming back for it from Cell Block. You have Mel Gibson. Vince Vaughn's back as well. Um, Mel Gibson's the main character here. The plot says, Once two overzealous cops get suspended from the force, they must delve into the criminal underworld to get their j just due. Um... 
so yeah, um, I don't really have anything more to say really on this. Um, it looks like it's coming out in February. So, very excited for that. Drag the cost concrete number eight. Number seven is uh, a culmination of films that we don't, we never really knew that was going to be a trilogy, but now we do. Uh, Glass is number seven. Glass comes out next week. So, that is awesome. Um, comes out on the uh, 17th, I believe. Uh, that's, yeah, 17th next week. Really excited for this. Uh, love Unbreakable. Love Split. Um, actually, I wouldn't know what to choose between them, but Split just really surprised me. Even if that wasn't part of the, uh, uh, the whole Unbreakable universe, I'd still love Split. Um, I just thought it was a fantastic thriller. And James McAvoy put on some of the best acting I've ever seen. Um, it's just going and coming in between. It's like a chameleon coming out of changing colors, like changing styles and acting um, personas. So that was just a masterclass of that stuff in Split. And then we get the reveal at the end of Split that is that is connected to Unbreakable because you have David Dunn um, at the end in the bar. And then we had Shyamalan eventually saying that, yes, this has been a plan truly this whole time. I actually, people, people have been skeptical and saying that this hasn't been planned. This is, he just said, oh yeah, this is, this is planned. I do believe this man has planned this for a long time. Um, and I guess he just needed the money, I guess, to make Split because he had a very, I mean, a, a lot of flops really. Um, so really excited for Glass. It's got a modest budget, about 20 million. Um, so I guess he didn't get all the money for it, but I mean, you don't really need a lot of money to make a great film. Look at Get Out, only made, only was made on four, $4 million and made about nearly $300 million worldwide. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you can do a lot with a small budget. And um, of, of course we have Samuel L. Jackson is again, again, He's back as Glass, Elijah Price. Uh, you got David Dunn back. The, uh, Bruce Willis as David Dunn. You have, of course, you have James McAvoy back as uh, you have Kevin Wendell Crumb, and the um, all the uh, personalities that come with him, like Patricia, um, um, fucking Dennis Barry. Uh, I'm trying to think of that. The, uh, what was the kid's name? I know the kid's name. Hedwig, that was it. Hedwig. Um, and then, of course, you've got the Beast, obviously. The Beast. Um, and you've also got um, Sarah Paulson there as well. Um, I really like Sarah Paulson. And you've got Arlen Taylor-Joy returning as Casey. So, keen to see what happens here. I mean, this is, this is, the, this is the culmination of three films that you know, we never really knew was going to be uh, part of each other. But... He's done it. This is it. This is the end of the trilogy. So I'm really, 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 really keen to see what happens next week uh, when I'll be in the cinemas to watch Glass. <laughs> Number six is another finish to a trilogy that I absolutely adore. And number six is John Wick Parabellum or John Wick Chapter 3. Um, but we just got the subtitle Parabellum a couple weeks ago, so I'm calling it that now. Um... I mean, what do, we, what do we need to say about John Wick? Uh, it's one of the best action films I've ever seen. 
Um, it pretty much re revitalized Gung Fu. And number two, you know, it's such a great, number one being such a great action film, number two delving more into the continental and more of, of the backstory of that place and, and the agency that um, John is uh, a part of. And it uh, looks like we're getting more, even more here, being based off what happened at the end of chapter two because of the whole world being pretty much after him. He's on the run, and uh, we've got Halle Berry as well. It looks like we got some two more dogs as well. New film, new dogs, am I right? So, uh, very keen for that. Looks like it's coming out in May uh, next year. Very keen for uh, chapter three. Number five. Uh, I only saw this trailer a couple of days ago, because it just literally came out a couple of days ago, but I knew it was being, being made. So it was already in my top 10. But uh, Dan Gilroy returns with Velvet Buzzsaw. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is back with Dan Gilroy because they were together on Nightcrawler. I mean, I mean Nightcrawler, what do we need to say about Nightcrawler? Jeez. Rene Russo, sorry, I'm having a really bad fucking start of day, am I? You got Tony Collette, uh, Billy Magnuson, who is one of my awesome, one of my favorite up and comers, and John Malkovich as well. Um, looks like a uh, kind of like a horror mystery film. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal plays an art critic, and it looks like the art, based on the trailer, looks like the art comes to life and it uh, you know haunts uh, the the, um, the the peop the gallery people. And, and Jake Gyllenhaal as an art critic looks like he goes a bit insane in the trailer as well. Um, so the plot is pretty much after a series of paintings by an unknown artist are discovered a supernatural force enacts revenge on those who have allowed their greed to get in the way of art uh, so yeah it'd be I mean the trailer really hooked me so especially the visuals of the paintings like grabbing I mean the hands coming out of paintings were a bit was a bit uh, I don't know I didn't really feel much of that but like the end shot I think when the painting is coming out of the of the um, the paint is coming out of the painting and wrapping around the, the woman. I was just I was like, holy fuck! This is such a mad visual. And um, I, I I trust Dan Gilroy with this. I love Nightcrawler. Um, Jake Gyll that's what that's one of Jake Gyllenhaal's, if not his best performance. Um, and I can't wait to see what Dan Gilroy does with Buzzsaw. It's coming to Netflix February first. Number four is. A uh, journey after being after wearing us in 2013 with the Wolf of Wall Street, Martin Scorsese teams up with Netflix as well to finally bring us The Irishman. Um, I mean that's why it's I mean it's a Martin Scorsese film that's why it's in my top ten. Uh, it's got I mean the plot I'll just say the plot really quickly a mob hitman recalls his possible involvement in the slaying of Jimmy Hoffa looks like we're gonna we're gonna play with a few of uh, flashback sequences maybe some de-aging technology of these older actors you have uh, Robert De Niro Al Pacino Bobby Carnavale Jesse Plemons Anya Paquin Joe Pesci Harvey Keitel I mean that cast is great you, I mean Robert De Niro and Al Pacino I'm already there for but you have I mean one of my favourite actors at the moment Jesse Plemons is there as well and you have Carnivale, I mean, Paquin Pesci from fucking Goodfellas. Come on. So, I mean, it's unusual that it's going to Netflix, but I'm still there there for The Irishman, and I can see it in the comfort of my own home. I mean, I'm, if it does get a cinematic release, I would still love to see it on a big screen, but 
if I just need to watch it on Netflix, that's fine. It's still a Martin Scorsese film. I'm always there for it. Um, I just had a friggin' brain fart then. Because I forgot after Wolf of Wall Street that he did Silence, which is also really good. Um, but I, obviously I just didn't... I, I think it just didn't hook me as much as uh, Wolf of Wall Street. That's probably why I forgot it slipped back of my mind. But yeah, he did Silence. But so it's been about... Well, I want to say about three years since The Irishman is supposed to come out in, I mean, this year. I don't know. We don't have a release date. We don't have much about it, but it's apparently slated to release this year. So, um, here for that, number four, The Irishman. Number three. Now, people are going to be pretty surprised, um, you know, based on pretty much the worldwide love for this at the moment, um, especially from superhero fans and... Um, what the fuck was that? I just said, <laughs> it's under my finger. I was like, well, water something, man. It's just a piece of plastic. Sorry, that freaked me out a bit. Num number three is Avengers Endgame. Um, I mean, of, of course it's going to be in my top five. Um, you, like, after watching this, these series of films for just years now, uh, it'll be 11 years. Now, uh, Iron Man coming out in 2008, so it'd be 11 years of watching Marvel Cinematic Universe um, films. This is almost this is the end. This is this is this this is the end, and also the start for a new generation. I mean, I have to see what happens. <laughs> I mean, who is not at least intrigued to see what happens after after the snap in Avengers: Infinity War? Um, we got the trailer. It looks really good. I will say it's a really good trailer. I really enjoyed the trailer. You've got Ant-Man coming back. Scott Lang's back. Um, I mean, we're probably going to like lose lose a few heroes. Uh, but we're also going to... Obviously, we know what this future holds in store for most of the heroes. We have a new Black Panther. We have Black Panther 2 happening already. We have Half Far From Home supposed to coming out this year. So, I mean, not everyone's going to... Uh, like kick it but um, just like everything's been kept under wraps like the Russos are doing it, such a great job of just keeping this in secret I mean we, we at least got the trailer but we have we had all these teaser images we don't know the plot I mean if you want to guess the plot I want to just say like the Avengers obviously try to save who was um, like lost in the snap after Thanos returns to uh, Titan and uh was it Titan? I don't know where... When, did he retire in Titan or did he... He went to a... He, he, he sat down on a farm and uh, had a smile on his face at the end of number, number one. Uh, Infinity War. I'd say Avengers 3, sorry. At the end of Infinity War, he had a big old smile on his face. Will that smile turn into a frown because of the Avengers? Well, I cannot wait to find out in Avengers Endgame. That's supposed to be coming out in April of uh, this year. So another April release, just like Infinity War last year. I mean, I can't wait to see what happens. Who isn't? Who isn't excited? Right. So, now we reach our top, for our top two. Now, you're probably thinking, like, Kyle, why the fuck is Avengers Endgame not your number one? Well, that's just because there's, again, there's just a simple reason. There's two films here that I'm looking forward to more than any of these other films. And uh, I can't wait to see 
I'll be there. These films, I'm going to be there day one for. Um, probably Avengers Endgame as well, but uh, these films are going to be there definitely day one for. Day fucking one. And it's no, it's not Star Wars. These are not Star Wars. These next two are not Star Wars Episode Nine because, again, I'm not a Star Wars fan or anything like that. I don't really like it. So it's Star Wars is nowhere, not in my top ten, not in my mentions. It's nowhere. So if you like Star Wars, I mean, I'm sorry, but it's not here. Number two is Jordan Peele's Us. Um, yeah, a horror film is on my top ten most anticipated of the of the year, <laughs> um, especially since I've been really kind of gel myself into the horror genre now and um, get myself um, familiar with it. And uh, I'm really starting to enjoy the... F- I really enjoyed what I did in October with my Horror October um, kind of challenge and watched all these horror films and classic horror films. So, I, you know, I, I really, really enjoyed doing that. And now I'm, I feel like I'm okay to... I'm still going to have like the... You know, I'm still going to be a bit of a bitch in the cinema and know when all the jump scares are coming and all that stuff. I'm still going to be all that stuff because I just can't help that. That's, that's just who I am, really. So I can't help that. But, um, I mean, Get Out is one of the best directorial debuts I've ever seen. And I've ever, the best, one of the best screenplays I've ever ever read, sorry. Uh, Jordan Peele's a bit of an inspiration to me as a filmmaker. Um, Especially since he came from a comedy sketch series. I mean, Mad TV, then a comedy sketch series, and then making, I mean, honestly, one of the best... Uh, social thrillers. I mean, I'd say one of the best thrillers in a decade, but he does describe it as a social thriller. So, um, I just can't wait to see what he does with us. The trailer looks great. Um, I love Napoleon Nyong'o. I love Elizabeth Moss. It's, um, I mean, it looks really fucking weird. I love Winston Duke. Loved him in. Black Panther as uh, Umbaku, and uh, he looks really good here. The trailer, yeah, again, the trailer looks really promising. I mean, I trust Jordan Peele with this. If he does the same what he did with Get Out, um, Us is going to be, like, could be better, could be just slightly less, who knows, but it's going to be another notch, I feel, in the belt of Jordan Peele. And um, he's been talking about how he wanted to make this film for a while, so... I can't wait to see what he does here. It looks... I don't know if it's going to take on... If it's going to be the same kind of thing as Get Out. Maybe like a racial kind of... Um, uh, kind of issues looked at. Uh, it looks It looks kind of more... He did describe this as a more straightforward horror film. But... Um, keen to see what I can dig out of this one. Us. Number two. And it's coming out in March. So... It's making its premiere at the South by Southwest, South by Southwest Film Festival, um, but it's coming out. And it's supposed to be slated to release in March, so that's like even sooner. So I'm just fucking off, right? <laughs> Can't wait. And my number one. No, it's not Endgame. No, it's not uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. And no, it's not any of these other ones. Number nine is by one of my favorite directors of all time. I love and adore him. And uh, I've been waiting for this ever since his last film, his eighth film. This is now his ninth film. Yes, I'm talking about Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, 
first of all, we get the teaser images. First of all, we get the cast. We got we got Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio. He's working with these actors again. Uh, Margot Robbie is the new addition. We got Dakota Fanning, Kurt Russell, Al Pacino. I mean, I mean, even one, another one of my favorite up and comers, Lorenzo Izzo. Uh, Sue McNary, James Marsden. I mean, these are some great actors here. Um, and a good, it's, it's, it's a good cast he's put together here, especially your, your, obviously your top bills are just incredible. Uh, and it's the subject matter is just really, really interesting. You have, uh, I believe it's, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio playing the actor and, uh, Brad Pitt playing the stunt double, but, uh, they embark on an odyssey to make a name for themselves in the film industry during the Helter Skelter reign of the terror in 1969. Los Angeles. If you don't know what the sculptor at Rain was, it was the Manson family. And um, Margot Robbie's playing Sharon Tate, as you know, was uh, married, I believe, to Roman Polanski. And she was uh, murdered by the Manson family. So I don't know if it's going to take place. I don't know if it's going to take place like. like uh, either around those events or that's going to those events are going to weave into the story or he could even change history really um and create kind of like a fictional version of of it um because he's been known to do that i mean i mean inglorious bastards (laughs) i mean need i say more uh this yeah this is his ninth film and uh, he's only just doing ten, so we have one more after this one. And uh, yeah, this this uh, one of my favorite directors, one of my favorite writers, one of my favorite, just one of my favorite filmmakers of all time. Um, I just love even even his like most inferior films to his like my all time favorites. He just is. He always does. He, he, he does. He has his styles, but he does something different every time. And yeah, he's, I just, I can't explain it anymore. He's one of my favorite filmmakers and I can't, this is why it's number one. I mean, we've been waiting for this since the hateful eight and what a great cast. What a great plot line. Uh, and it's supposed to be coming out in July, I believe July next, this July in the UK. Don't know about here, but supposed to be coming out in July, all for it, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Once, more like Once Upon a Time, me at the cinema in day one, holy shit, even might even be day two if I like it, um, the thing with Tarantino is, I don't, I don't hate or really dislike any of his films, so with this film, I'm at least, at least going to be entertained by it and, and find something interesting within it, so... That's the beauty of and the magic of Tarantino. Uh, yeah, so that's that's twenty uh, sixth of July, two thousand nineteen. is supposed to be the release date for that one. And um, any other Tarantino fans out there, I will see you there day one for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, that is it. That wraps it up. Did I did I lie to you all and go over time? No, it's only forty minutes. That's good. That's, so that's it. Those are my, that's my uh, anticipated top 10. I mean, you can argue with me. You can agree with me. We can talk about it. We can have a nice little discourse about it. 
Um, either you can reach me on my uh, Facebook public page, or you can reach me on Letterboxd. Uh, you can reach me on Instagram, DM, direct message me on Instagram. Um, so Kyle Cruz for all those ones. Instagram is just Kyle Cruz, no spaces. By Kyle Cruz for all those. Don't add my public page on. I mean, don't add my personal page on Facebook. Add the public page. Um, it's got a picture of me drinking a fucking Coke bottle. So look out for that one, and then you can like the page through there. And that's where all episodes of the podcast are up. Also, any future projects or anything I'm working on will be posted up on there. And if you want to um, even, and if you want to message me, make sure you message me through that, and then I will definitely get back to you. I I don't do much, <laughs> so I will definitely um, get back to you. Uh, there's something else I wanted to uh, address as well. Oh yes, um, also. Just wanted to address the shutting down of the Palmy Quest page. Um, yeah, I'm really sorry to anyone that's uh, supported and even even if you're there just to laugh at me during it, um, you know, taking the piss, making jokes, or if you're actually there just to actually see what I think of the palm, <laughs> the uh, Palmy. Yeah, I I just I just have a lot of things that I'm doing at the moment, and uh, I don't have. I mean, I, I haven't done a review in a, in a very very long time, and then there's a reason because I went to Sydney, I didn't have money, and it was just it's just unfair to keep you guys hanging there and uh, not making any content because like, and you want to see content, but like you're not getting it, and it's just um, I've made a lot of you know I'm just I'm notorious to myself for making false promises. And not delivering. I mean, I did it in last. I did it again in um, October with uh, that audio project. Um, that I mean, it's it's coming. I just need to. I just need to find. Uh, I just need to find the right time to return to it. I think. Um, but the Palmy Quest, yeah, is is shutting down. We shutting down the Palmy Quest either this weekend or next week sometime. Um, so if you want to see. If you want to message me through there, or just uh, hit me up, uh, let me know what your what your favorite review was, or even though there's only like four of them, <laughs> but uh, what your favorite review was, I know a big one was the Entrance Glees Club because of how much I shit on it, because that's the truth, they just made shit palmy and put pineapple on me, who the fuck does that? You must be a psychopath. Um, yeah, so... Apologies for that shutting down. It's just something that I've come to terms with, and I just had to, I had to end it because I just didn't find I had, I've not been finding time for it anymore. I've just been writing other, working on other things, writing other things. I mean, mostly writing other things, but uh, working and developing other things that I want to do more than Palmy Quest, and have more interest and take more seriously as well than Palmy Quest. So, and again, the other reason obviously was just not leaving you guys hanging there. You're liking a page that doesn't distribute any content at all. So, it's kind of unfair. It's kind of a one-sided thing. And uh, that's not what I aim to do and not what I... That's not my intention. So, uh, yeah. It's shut down. We had a good run. Uh, I hope you had a good, some good laughs. But um, it's over in uh, 2019. I also just want to say, again, we're getting that microphone fixed for the podcast. Um, hopefully, going to have some guests on soon. Should be fun. I, may, I might even make another most anticipated video with another person and talk about them with their movies. Um, but uh, stay tuned for the Bandersnatch bonus episode. Um, I've just got to do a few more notes on it. And I'll record that either this weekend or you'll probably get it Monday. Uh, but you're definitely going to get it within the next like few days. Um, 
and that's not a false promise. I really, really mean that. I've already started working on notes. I just need to finish it in the notes. And um, it'll be a, it'll probably be a spoiler one. So don't listen to it if you haven't taken part of the band, the, the band of snatch experience. Um, listen in if you've done it and you've made all the choices and you've just, you know, just explore avenues. Um, I've done that, and that's why I'm prepared to, you know, talk about all the different um, paths you can take and what the effects have, and even even review it really as as a uh, t, uh, as a as the film that it is. It is a film. I classified as a film. It's in my list already for this year. I mean, for last year, it's already in there. Um, part of the 130 that I did watch, because it does run for an hour and a half. But if you do all the choices, it does grow about five hours. So I guess that's like Intolerance, really. I mean, what was like the movie that goes for like four hours? I think it was Intolerance. Um, or was that three and a half? I don't know. Anyway, those are just a few updates that I wanted to let you know about. Um, and uh, that's my most anticipated for 2019. What are your most anticipated for 2019? Hit me up, message me for any of those pro um, platforms that I mentioned. And um, I really, I'm really keen and interested to see what you... Uh, We'll even talk about Star Wars. How about that? We'll even talk about... If you want to put episode 9 on there, we'll even talk about Star Wars and how excited you are for that one. Thanks for listening. And uh, Band of Snatch bonus episode will probably be over in the next few days. So stay tuned for that. And uh, I'll talk to you then. Have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend. And uh, I'll talk to you next time.